On this episode of Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will be talking about a new animated series from Star Wars Kids. Reservations going live at Orlando's Galaxy's Edge. A new book from Luke Skywalker himself. Some sad news about Star Wars Resistance. And some depressing news, potentially, about the Rise of Skywalker. And don't forget, they'll be concluding the second part of their epic Top 5 Breakdown. Because Matt and his fat ass were at the beach. Cue the music. everybody welcome back to part two of our epic return from vacation cast it's matt and nick and pete pete may be dying but he still likes to sit around the mic and talk all things star wars on star wars time because there's always time for star wars time i'll spare you the jingle tonight i know we did it in episode 59 i'm not going to poison your mind in episode 60 so nick as you heard from the announcer we still have plenty of stuff to talk about it seems every time i go out of town or you're busy doing this that and the other with job changing we get some Star Wars news to dish on. So first and foremost, this this one, Nick, is more of a PSA type of deal. But uh, last week we got the reveal that Star Wars Kids, which is, in my opinion, been a fantastic addition to the Star Wars YouTube family of channels. But the channel announced a brand new steer, a series uh, directly aimed at toddlers. I would uh, Toddlers is the key word. I would say yeah. three and under, maybe two and under, called Star Wars Rollout, which is... Essentially, uh, what would you say? It's like everyone is a BB-8 type of character, yeah. right, Nick? I mean, they all have rolly, bo- rolly bodies and that kind of uh, half-ellipse head. Yeah, exactly. And there's, from what I can tell after watching episode one, which is only about two minutes long, there's probably going to be no dialogue in this. You're just going to see either some, like, womp, womp, womp stuff like you see in, you know, the Muppets or something like that, and then everybody rolling around in this little very childish animation style um, on their BB-8 bodies. And then, you know, it's a it's another good piece of content for kids. And that's what this is aimed at, is really yeah, I mean, towards the, youngsters. You're not going to get any lore here. You're not going to get anything added to the saga, per se, in terms of a, a narrative sense. But I, I do kind of like the simple animations. It is kind of cutesy. But, but like I said, I don't even know if I could get Charlie, my daughter, into this. She's three, but she's been watching Star Wars now for uh, at least a year straight, I believe. Uh, I don't even – I mean, we, we were watching it today. I was just talking to Nick. I've been I'm watching her because I'm on vacation still. And sure enough, we threw on A, a New Hope, we're doing some Galaxy of Adventures I, I just I don't even know if she could get into this, but if you got real little ones or, or ones that maybe like staring at walls or you want to get them off of YouTube kids and all that stupid blippy shit, maybe uh, show them some Star Wars rollout, which, as Nick said, the first chapter is out now on Star Wars Kids YouTube, or you can hit it up on StarWarsTime.net. Uh, so moving on, Nick, and this is one that's near and dear to your heart because you're making a trip out there this November, or in November, right? November, yes. So the the reservations for Galaxy's Edge attractions in Walt Disney World are now open, which was good for me to find out because I definitely plan on hitting up Galaxy's Edge when I'm there. It's going to cut up or suck up multiple days of my trip. So what I made sure to do was lock in my reservation for one of the three things that they had available. So what's available now is reservations for Oga's Cantina, which is just like a little snack and drink shop. You know, you can go in there, you can get a, a beverage in one of the cool little containers that you would get in, in Galaxy's Edge. They have some snack food items, stuff like that. I believe there's alcoholic beverages in there uh, for the people old enough for those, but don't quote me on that. There's also open reservations for the Droid Depot, so that is where you can go and build a custom Droid. Um, usually, a pretty. And Nick's small one. definitely going to buy the twenty-five thousand dollar Astromech option. Oh yes, that is. I've already reserved my my piece of that as well, so I'll I'll be having one of those R two D two units when I come home. No, this guy I rolls. I mean. He he might he doesn't collect the toys, but that's what he's doing. He's saving up money to buy you know twenty five k. Oh yeah, Astro saving Mac. up for the the big the big ticket items. So as soon as they release a full size X wing that that you can purchase, I'll be getting one of those as well. Um, so Droid Depot is open for reservations, but the one that I got the reservation that I really wanted was for Savvy's Workshop, 
and Savvy's Workshop is where you can build your custom lightsaber. This isn't plastic stuff. This isn't like what it used to be in Disney World. For people who have been to Disney World before, there was like a couple of buckets where you can get some plastic shit, put it together, make a lightsaber. No, these are like $200. You're building them from a host of different um, movie-inspired, game-inspired lightsaber hilts. They come with removable blades. They're all, they have fully functional electronics. I mean, dude, they have have fucking kyber crystals. Oh, yeah. Literally putting crystals in. It's not just some, oh, my blade is blue. No, your crystal. Oh, yeah. Like your crystal affects the color of the blade. So if you take out a green crystal, you put a purple crystal in, your blade is purple. So this these are hardcore things. I think they start at or cost around two hundred dollars. So I have my my reservation set for November twentieth, Wednesday, four oh five p.m. I will be. So they there. weren't doing anything. This isn't. They've even cut back on what they did for the one in Anaheim, where you remember when it first opened. You you basically had to reserve just to get in the fucking park for a few hours. Yeah. So they used to do that here. So like I think when they did their initial like first two week opening they had like okay reserve your spot in the park but now this is basically for anything going towards the end of 2019 into early 2020 you can start to book your slots for these particular things now you cannot do that for the falcon ride you obviously can't do that for the rise of the resistance ride because it's not open yet so um, are you planning to, to suck it up and maybe eat six hours to the face for those rides or no I mean, for the Falcon, I have to do it. Like, you can't go... I can't be a hardcore, diehard Star Wars fan and go to Galaxy's Edge and not do it. <laughs> so, I'll eat whatever the line is for, for the I, Falcon. I just... I feel like the Resistance, or Ride of Resistance, whatever the fuck they call it, that's that's the attraction. I mean, yeah. that thing... No one's even touched that yet, and I know Orlando's getting it first, which is odd, because they open months after the Anaheim one, but I, isn't it essentially launching with that ride being ready or no? I, I think that there's a way or close. It, it's close. Yeah. I believe it's, I'd have to go back and look cause we talked about it a few casts ago, but right. I, I just know Anaheim's not getting it till 2020, but um, Orlando will have that ride functional before yeah. 2019 ends. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So if it's, uh, if it's open and available, I will wait in that line as well. So it's going to be a very fun trip to Disney for me. I'm guaranteed a lightsaber out of it, which is good. I'll add that to my collection, which will now be three. So I'll have a Saber Forge one. I'll have the Kylo Ren Disney Parks saber, and then I'll have my custom built Galaxy's Edge saber. That will be the you know the the Jedi Knight. And Nick he says he's saber. not a collector. Look at this. <laughs> he just doesn't clutter up his space with a bunch of little fucking figures. I mean, yeah. I, as I look to my left and my right behind me in front of me, that's all I see. I got mystery minis right in front of me. A Funko Pop over there. Snoop Dogg, Chibi smoking a. a, a a fatty right there. I mean, Superman, they're all over the place, but at least <laughs> yeah. Nick contains it to the lightsabers. I do like that you're going in November because I think we'll know at least once and for all if this the rumors out there, we were just talking offline, that Galaxy's Edge is just tanking in terms of people wanting to go. I mean, yes, the initial surge is and people like Nick and I trying to get in was nuts, but you, you can read reports about the Anaheim Park that they're already having to cut staff and – at certain times of the day, there's hardly anyone there. So I think by Nick going in November, which is going to be about three months after launch, that should fall in line with kind of the reports we're hearing now for Anaheim. So yeah. Nick will be the man on the street to let us know if the Orlando Galaxy's Edge is supposedly a wasteland already after three months of being open like Anaheim rumored. Yeah, I mean, I think that there. I mean, I think that they'll still have people there. The good thing about when I'm going. And what I'm excited about is I'm going during off season. Like there's no holiday happening when I'm going in November. So kids are still in school and I kind of like, of course I want to see the park succeed. And I don't think, I think the, the reports of it being a failure are far overblown because you know, the park, the park can only be as populated as there are people who are available to go to it. And right now you have kids back in school. Um, but I hope that it's empty because I, I don't want to wait three hours to get on the Falcon and then three hours to get on the Rise of the Resistance. Uh, dude, I mean, honestly, I love the reports. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not one of these trolls out there going like, "Ha ha, see Disney." Everyone's turning on you. Fuck you. It's your fault. There's not enough OT stuff in it. That's why no one wants to go. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, fuck, let it fail. I hope it's because I, there, there was a, a point in time where I was like, shit, I'm going to have to wait fucking five years before I get to go and do it the way I want to do it. Stay in the hotels, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, shit, sounds like I can probably go in 2020 and be good to go. Yeah, I mean, that that's, you just have to find the right times. And then also, if you read into that report a little bit, they're like, Oh, yeah, this is an indication of how poorly it's doing. The expected wait time for the Millennium Falcon ride was supposed to be two hours for X amount of time for like X months after release. And it's already down to where the wait's only an hour long. And if you've ever been to Disney World before, that's that's like a nothing line. Well, no, like an hour is a pretty standard line. Like that's what you wait in. Like if you want to go on. Um, you know, Splash Mountain, it's about an hour. If you want to go on uh, Space Mountain, depending on the time of year, it's about an hour. So, I mean, like, it's in line with what a lot of the popular attractions are within the park already. Yeah, so I'm, I'm it, all for it. Let, let it fail or whatever you want to call it. The less people, the better, because in general, I hate humans anyways. So Yeah, the less people I have to fight through to get my lightsaber, to go in. Good and get for a, us. Yeah, yeah, good for Nick. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take now it. Now he doesn't have to buy the exclusive figures for me anymore because our boy Jesse hooked that up. Number Came Mr. Through. 1B. That's Remember, <laughs> we, we we moved Sir Dork back in the 1A. Jesse's right. still 1B there, but it's all right, buddy. You can always make up some ground. <laughs> um, and we may be – I was contacted today by Sir Dork on the old Haywood Pop account. It sounds like there may be a collab going on, and we're, we're probably going to involve SWT in some form or fashion. So watch that. out for that, people. Look at I, that. I'm dropping it. Sorry, sorry, Jared. I don't know. I mean, that's a, might, may be a spoiler, but I'm, I'm putting it out there. We're, we're going to do something. I'm thinking, if anything, we, we just bring you, myself, Jesse, if he gets in on it, maybe bring you into the show, and we'll just talk about whatever we did. So. It's pretty cool stuff. I like those yeah, guys. They're definitely our champions. So rock on, like Team time. SWT. I mean, you're essentially our, you're our, you're our captains, right? Our oh, capos, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. All, All right, Nick, moving on to the next one here. And this one, honestly, I, I think has some juice. So for, for this cast, the catch-up cast, we're just going to touch on it, kind of let you know what's out there, what's coming. And then Nick and I will do a, a more in-depth type of speculation uh, fanboy jerk off for this but uh, a book was revealed last week and it's called star wars the secrets of the jedi and what's unique about this book is that it's essentially the musings of one luke skywalker you know when he was in his exile on the history of essentially the jedi the force the set and the other thing and uh, when StarWars.com revealed it, Nick, they did leave some. Pa- they they uh, included some panel examples, and that that's the stuff we're going to talk about in the special cast for this book. But dude, I mean, the, the art's looking good, the content's looking good. But I think what I appreciate the most about this is the fact that we're getting it from the perspective of Luke Skywalker. So you're really going to get the, an inside look at his state of mind and how he was interpreting the Force past present future and it may give us a few more insights into why he was so kind of curmudgeonly in, in tlj and and maybe even even uh, beyond in the trust so who knows but I, I think this thing looks great oh yeah i think it looks pretty amazing and if you look at like you said the way that it's written where it's coming from the tone of it it is a perfect example of like the mindset of luke skywalker it seems like it's 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 coming from the you know the kind of the jaded Luke Skywalker that we know on Acto as well. Like there's a hint of you know there's a hint of self-loathing in there. If we look at you know one of the one of the descriptions says end of the path is like the the title of this little little piece here. It says I had failed failed to restore the Jedi Order failed to protect my students. You know, so he's talking about it. Oh, he hates with, himself. Yeah, he hates himself. Yeah. And, and and that's what we need from a book that's told from the perspective of Luke Skywalker. I mean, he's obviously going to have everything. I mean, dude, just, just read the opening line uh, on his dad. I got to get to the like, Anakin one. <laughs> I, I got it open. I'll do okay, it. Yeah. So this is Luke again. He This is the old Republic 
Uh, he's got a, a old Republic page, Order from Chaos, Jedi High Council, Clone Wars, End of the Order. But then he has a little blurb on Anakin. It just this is what I mean, coming from his perspective. Originally a slave from my own home world of Tatooine, my father, Anakin Skywalker, was brought into the Jedi Order as a young boy. Many many Jedi believed that he was the chosen one, identified in an ancient Jedi prophecy, and therefore destined to bring balance to the Force. Anakin quickly became a highly skilled Jedi Knight, but he was known to follow his heart instead of his head, often often putting him at odds with the teachings of the Jedi Order and his master, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it goes on and on and on, but hopefully you guys get the point of, of what this is. This isn't just a Matt Nicker reading an encyclopedia on Star Wars. There's plenty of that shit out there. We're essentially reading an encyclopedia now that is coming from one of the main characters, one of the biggest characters in the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, part memoirs because, you know, in yeah, this he exactly. does get into it. And it's also part history of the Jedi Order that he's learned from the Jedi text. He mentions that in the, you know, right here, the Old Republic one, uh, Based on what I've been able to piece together from the ancient text here on Acto, it seems the Jedi Order has existed nearly as long as the Force has. So this is all information. He's gathering information in his time on Acto, and he's, he just starts writing this manifesto, this, this history of the Jedi Order combined with his own memoirs. And like Matt said, the, the, art, the art in it is fantastic. The way that it's composed just looks really cool for a visual kind of book style i mean and this is probably you know what every star wars fan has ever wanted to know like we want to know the the what is inside the mind right. of the most yeah dude, i mean look think about it this way I, I would want a book like this from anakin i would want a book on the sith from palpatine or vader himself i mean th- th- these are the insights that give me a boner right yeah they get my nipples hard I, i've said it before on this cast for all the years Nick and I were doing on the on the old EB network, but it's the lore, like not even the stuff in the movies and whatnot. It's this shit, kind of the expanded stuff, the lore that adds a little more meat to the films. That That's the stuff I love, especially when it's coming from the perspective of a character. Yes, a fictional character. Who cares? We're doing a whole damn bo- podcast on fake shit. <laughs> but I just, I love that, man. It just gets me excited. It, it This almost is convincing me to try to read a book again. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to read any of them, you can wait till this one comes out. and then this <laughs> It's is... mostly because they're not paragraphs. They're like blurbs with a big yeah. picture. It's almost like you're reading magazine articles. Exactly. Like I mean, that's I think we were, we were initially calling them panels. I mean, yeah. they, they are kind of more of a panel structure than a traditional book. Uh, but this bad boy is coming out on November 19th, and it's up for pre-order now. You can get it through StarWarsTime.net. Um, I don't even think it's going to cost you that much. These these books have been pretty cheap. Yeah, hardcover twenty two fifty on Amazon. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And I mean, I'm very curious to see what this book goes up to because one of the panels that's included is a panel on Ray, and it basically says like, Ray comes to Acto. She's in need of help to harness her raw, untapped power flowing through her. And then the last thing it says is she needed a teacher. So I want to see. Is, th- is that the end? Is that the fucking last piece? Yeah, that he writes? yeah. You you would think. Well, I mean, it, it might be, dude, because if it's coming out before the movie, they're not going to put anything in there. Oh yeah, and I mean, does he? I mean, like, there's no way that he can continue to write it after he's dead. I would assume. I mean, unless that we're we're treating this as some sort of, yeah, you man, know, they're, they're Jedi. I mean, Yoda yeah. fucking caught a tree on fire. They True. can do whatever they want. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah. Just one last thing, dude. Again, it, it draws from everything. I don't know if we mentioned this, but it's drawing from the animated series of Clone Wars. And there's a, a deal in here on light force abilities and spirits where he yeah. directly references the force priestesses. Yeah. The ones that, that kind of taught Qui-Gon uh, how to become a ghost. And I believe those were referenced in the Clone Wars. You can actually see them there. Yoda went to visit them, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, this, this to me is exactly what the Star Wars doctor ordered for someone like us, for people like you that just love the lore. You love any new type of narrative that's going to bolster this this franchise that you already love so much. So I'm all about this November 19th. 
let's get some. But don't worry, we're going to be di- probably diving in, doing a, a special edition cast to really focus on the five or the four panels that are out there and try to draw some juicy nuggets there. Because again, this is all canon now, so that's what also makes this book pretty badass. Oh yeah, absolutely looking forward to this. I'll, I'll probably put my pre-order in soon. I'm still working my way through, you know, Thrawn Alliances, which is the second book, but I have the third book already. So I'm, yeah, I'm kicking back into it. big words in it. <laughs> there are. There's. It's hard to read <laughs> if you haven't read a book in 10 years. I do. It's just, it's so, like, I love, I, it's not that I, I know we kind of make fun of it and say we're morons and we typically are, but it's just reading I don't know. I just I got too many other hobby jobby type of shit going on. I mean, the toy photography takes up a lot, and I have an issue with that now. I mean, I, I still Nick, you know, we we talked. We were going to therapy. I, I, I did like a whole weekend shoot. Got some thirty shots. Still, I'm fucking edited a single one. <laughs> single might, one. You might just need to find like somebody you can just give the edits. It's like here, can you edit these? Yeah, no like, shit, no shit. Maybe I should have been teaching my eight-year-old nephew how to use Photoshop instead of how to actually set up and take the pictures. It's like clearly, I can't stand doing the post-processing part yeah. of this hobby. I can't. He can be your intern. He'll he'll be the the Haywood Pop processing and, and exactly post ed- it is <laughs> funny though because by the time i do get some of these out it'll be maybe two years from now and people are like oh man that's a really great shot and i'll sit there and go wow i wish i would have released it two years ago maybe i'd have a better following by now <laughs> instead of always releasing stuff that's two years old where my skills are off and the figures aren't even that new and cool hey yay welcome to my head all right Moving on to the next one, Nick. This one kind of came out of left field, to be honest with you. I mean, I had no idea we'd be getting something like this. I I didn't think D23 was until, what, this weekend, next weekend? August 23rd. Yeah, but we – I guess it makes sense, duh. (laughs) But we got um, a fucking Star Wars Resistance Season 2 trailer today, kind of the the sizzle deal to – Here's the season trailer. It wasn't just for a specific episode. Plus, we got some details. And as I said in the lead here, they're they're not the best of details if you are a fan of Resistance. And why do I say that? Well, well, friends, Team Kaz, the series is over after season two. This is going to be the series finale. So the trailer introduced the launch date, which is going to be October 6th. So coming back at its usual early time for kids at 10 o'clock <laughs> at night on Sundays on the Disney Channel, then it flops over to Disney now. Uh, so, Nick, we're also going to dedicate a cast to this to kind of just dive through the trailer and talk about any Easter eggs or interesting scenes we saw. But first and foremost, a little bit of a shock, but I guess not. it, it kind of makes sense why Resistance is ending after the second season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was meant to be the companion series to the new trilogy, and that's really what the first season was all about is we're seeing what's happening. And that's kind of what got Matt and I excited about this is towards the end of it. We really got to see how this lines up with TFA. We get to see the destruction of the Hosnian system. We get to see what's going on in the other places, you know, around the galaxy. We find out a lot, a lot about the first order, but with the Skywalker saga and star Wars, as we know it coming to an end with Tross, there is really no other place for resistance to go after that. Like we're essentially being brought up close to the point where, where Tross is starting with season two of resistance. And then after that, once Tross is over, it's over. And there's, there's no more to be had in terms of Skywalker saga material that could be covered by it. Right. I mean, they could, I was thinking, I was like, yeah, they could have done like kind of a, would that be an epilogue to what happens in Tross? But again, you're not going to let an animated series, especially one that's only two seasons old, be the end cap to the Skywalker saga. No, no, uh, indeed. So, I mean, it is nice. We They did specifically say what season two is going to cover. I mean, it's literally all of, all of The Last Jedi and clearly right up to the butt of Tross because what was so cool in this trailer, maybe not voice-wise, but we got Kylo Ren, and he is referred to as Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. So we know he's going to be in there. He was doing some fucked-up shit to Tierney. Uh, again, I don't want to go too much into the trailer because Nick and I are going to do our, a special deal on it, but surprised that it came out. Surprised, but not so much a surprise that this is the final season. <clears throat> but it's looking great. I'm telling you right now, the trailer looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was... 
you, you get to see a lot what's in store, a lot of what's in store here for season two. I mean, there's a lot of awesome dog fights that we see. Bounty but, hunters. I mean, I saw a Guavian Death Gang members in yeah. there. I saw that dude with the red kind of devil helmet that <laughs> Finn was going to go off with in TFA. Yeah, there's a lot of familiar characters. And then also we pick up on the most intriguing part of the season one finale arc, which was how is Tam, you know, adjusting to life in the first order and we basically get to see how she's going to interact with the characters that are still on the side of her. She's a tie pilot motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. She's popped on that helmet. And so, yeah, I mean, does it suck that it's ending? Yeah. Because Matt and I were big fans of this. We dedicated, you know, a podcast a week to the resistance recap and the review, uh, Easter eggs and everything. But just like Matt said, it, it, it makes sense for it to end now because you don't want to have, you know, the Skywalker saga ending on a season three of resistance. That's after Tross is over. Like it would be odd and it would be basically lost content for people who don't watch the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. So while first I was kind of bummed out, like, Ooh, man, that was rough for Christopher Sean. Love the guy. But I, I, I have a feeling this is, probably been the plan i mean i don't even know if they thought they were getting a second season when they did it was probably a bonus and it it just does it just makes sense it is sad maybe kaz will move on and we'll do something else or maybe they'll splinter off and it won't be called star wars resistance but i doubt it i mean i doubt we're ever going to figure out what the fuck happened to ezra it's weird that they also took thrawn out there too you never know i mean those are some pretty big (laughs) loose ends for fairly formidable characters within the, the Star Wars saga. But yeah, you never know. I mean, I, I'd love to see Kaz again. He's one of my favorite heroes at this point in Star Wars land. So we'll see. But yeah. more on that later. Like I said, we, we will probably dive into the trailer a bit and, and predict where we think things are going based off of it. So moving on to one that kind of gets my butt clenched up a little bit, Nick. And this is a post that's been floating around the, the past few days. And it, it came courtesy of Don Williams, who is John Williams' brother. He's, he's also in the music business, not quite as prolific as his bro, but he does play in his brother's uh, orchestra as a percussionist. So Don was being interviewed about his work and scores he's working on. Of course, he brought up working on Star Wars, which John, his brother, is currently scoring. And here's what he had to say. So, we started out last week, essentially, scoring it. He's got 135 minutes worth of music to write. Okay, so that kind of tells you how long the film is. It is top-to-bottom music. We've done four days. We just scratched the surface. I think we've got something like 34 minutes in the can at this point. So, a lot of people kind of took this based on what Don says, specifically the okay, so that kind of tells you how long the film is. It is top-to-bottom music and been like, oh, shit. The final Skywalker movie is going to be about the same length as The Phantom Menace. It's not really even going to touch TLJ, which Nick and I pretty much said it has to be 150 minutes plus or we're going to poke our eyes out. So here we are, Nick. I mean, you've got one take on the verbiage. I've got my other just based on what the guy's saying. Uh, In the end, none of this is official, but... I still think it's hinting that this movie could be under TLJ's runtime, which to me is a travesty. Okay, so I just did a little bit of last-minute research here. So TLJ, we know it's the longest movie in Star Wars history, period. There's none longer. If you had right. to guess, Matt, like what's what do you think the score length was for TLJ? Time similar to what Don broke it down. Uh, 140 minutes 77 minutes okay so we so we're looking at a two and a half hour long movie with total score length 77 minutes and 31 seconds now with don now it's been put out there that basically tl i mean uh tross is going to use all basically themes and and pieces of every theme we've ever heard in Star Wars history, going back from the prequels, you know, grabbing from Duel of Fates, grabbing from, you know, Anakin's Fall, grabbing from everywhere in the prequels, moving on to the OT, moving on to the the sequel trilogy. So they're smashing everything in there. You're going to be chock full of music. Um, And they're saying score length is 135 minutes long. Um, So the way that I'm thinking about it is that 135 minutes score length 
is it's two hours and 15 minutes, but I don't think that that's going to encompass the entire runtime of the movie. I know that Don said it's wall to wall music, but I'm interested to see exactly how they're going to incorporate the music. Are they going to have sections where, you know, he's writing 135 minutes worth, but they use, you know, 30 seconds or so in a couple of different places. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see how they stretch that out. Um, Yeah, so it's, yeah, I'm very, very interested to see how they're, you know, how this is going to relate to the overall runtime of the movie. Well, I mean, let's be real. I hope you're right. I'm still someone that just goes off of the black and white. And based on what Don is saying, I'm taking him at 135 minutes. I hope he's wrong as fuck. Because, I mean, look, I'm the one that wrote the post, and here's my title. It doesn't sound like the Rise of Skywalker's runtime is long enough. So you know right where I'm at with this. Oh, yeah. I I don't just report the news. I report my opinion on the news. (laughs) That's how we roll, right? We're not just blowing out, hey, this happened. No, we're going to give a spin on it. Yeah. And and that it worries me. And like I said, I'm not I'm not sitting here arguing the semantics with Nick. I hope Nick is right, and he very may well could be, especially based on his astute TLJ research. Very timely. Yeah, I, I mean, was he like, googled that shit probably while we were talking. Yeah, so. last I was like, you know what? We could probably get some something here. <laughs> I mean, he's a pro, but if it is, let's just go off of if it is 135 minutes long. Are you just going to get up and vomit? If it's 135 minutes long, I will definitely... And we're talking, you can already eliminate close to 15 minutes from the end credits and the opening credits. So, you know, we're we're talking a two-hour-long story to wrap Skywalker Saga. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case... Yeah, go fuck yourself if that's the case, right? Yeah, I will definitely be upset. I mean, I think it's been out there since we've found out about Tross, like... We were like, this has to be the longest movie. You went three hours plus with Endgame, and you saw how people gravitated towards it. Bro, why would you go short? Number one grossing movie of all time. Of all time, yeah. So I mean, like, why beat the unbeatable? I mean, no one thought Avatar would ever lose. It did it. I mean, they they kind of cheated with that little. Hey, we added six minutes of untouched bullshit, but they got the job done. So I mean, people will go in droves. And sit multiple times. I mean, I, I saw Endgame five times in the fucking theater. Yeah, I mean, I'm planning to go see Tross at least five times. I mean, every movie that I've seen, every new Star Wars release has been at least a four-bagger for me. So, I, I mean, Tross for me is a five for sure. Uh, you know, and that's regardless of the of the length. But, I mean, given... Everything that we know about this movie, given what J.J. has said, like this is taking nine films. It's wrapping it up. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Palpatine's coming back, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you got you, you to explain that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you have the Palp storyline. You have the Kylo story, <laughs> the Ray storyline, the Resistance storyline. You have storylines coming out of your C-3PO ass. C-3PO potentially going Rambo. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton, a ton of stuff to be covered here. And if, if, if Don is right and it's 135 minutes end to end for this movie for the for the film then what the fuck is going on here like did somebody Uh, tell jj like you have to cut this or you have to make this a certain length exactly i mean I, i i don't i mean there's there's no way anyone i don't think any artist any writer could sit there and be like oh yeah we we can wrap nine films worth of storytelling in two hours we can do it yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, you could probably do it. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be impactful? Is it going to be memorable? Is, is it, it going to be touching? I, I doubt it. Is it going to do everything that you said it's going to do? Is it going to wrap up all of these iconic storylines? Is it going to bring all of these character arcs to a close? I mean, you could have a two-hour and 15-minute-long movie that, that just gets to the wrap between Kylo and Rey. I mean, you have a lot of work to do at the end of this movie. So... Yes, if it like I agree with you. If it's two hours and fifty minutes long, I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, is JJ just a magician? Like, did he make the perfect movie at that length? No, I, I, uh, like, dude, I. It's really hard for me to even comprehend anymore. I mean, almost any movie today is two hours and fifteen minutes long. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, even, even dumb shit is that long. Yeah, fucking 
Fast and the Furious 8's like 220. Like <laughs> yeah, Hobbs and Shaw was 215. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's it's pretty fucking crazy to think that that this would be less than it would Hobbs be, and Shaw. It would be gut-wrenching. It would be gut-wrenching. I mean, when we get the final confirmation, because you know we're going to get it before it comes out. Yeah. And if it clocks in, it, I mean, I, I just, at this point, dude, I, I hope you're right, but I, I still have a sinking feeling that it's, it's still going to be under 150 minutes, which was essentially TLJ. I think TLJ is 152, 153. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right at that two-hour and it's like two hour and 42 minutes or something around there. But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what these other soundtrack lengths mean. So like, you know, TLJ was 7731 minutes. TFA was 7708 minutes in terms of length. So what does 135 minutes mean? I don't know in comparison to these other ones. There's, we can just go <laughs> off of what Don's telling us. Yeah. And if we believe Don verbatim, we're fucked. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. I assume that we'll get runtime relatively soon. So there's, you know, there's D23 that's coming around the corner. Obviously, there's going to be Star Wars stuff there. There's been nothing that's announced for it yet. Like, they haven't come out and said, we're going to show a new scene. I'm I'm telling you right now, I I really believe in my heart of hearts they're going to follow the TLJ model, and the D23 is going to be some form of... Uh, like a a well-done sizzle reel of B-roll footage and kind of like J.J. and the cast talking about, oh, this was it, this was crazy, oh, yeah, you know, blah, yeah. seeing everybody, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, I mean... And then probably October we'll get the second full-length trailer. Yeah, I mean, I think D23 is going to... Yeah, it's going to be that. It's going to give the first taste. It's going to be kind of like what we saw from Mando when we were at Celebration. Like, we got that, that nice video from Mando yeah, exactly. of all of the exactly. actors talking, and, you know, you had Favreau. You yeah, had you see some Filoni. set shit going on, but you're not seeing finished footage. You're not. It's not really even a trailer, per se. It's, it's glorified B-roll. Like, it's almost like a mini-doc. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see exactly how, um, you know, how this translates in the movie length and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, let's hope for Let's hope Nick's right. And, and Don's wrong because yeah. it, it could be ugly. I mean, it will be, I, I, it could still even be the best movie ever. And I'm still going to be disappointed that they've cut it that short. Yeah. I mean, I'm the type of guy that wishes there was more people like Peter Jackson out there that are willing to grind out a, a feature length movie that's already three hours then spend even more time to make them three hours and 45 minutes or four hours so yeah long. exactly like if you if you see the, the uncut fucking director's cut version of return of the kings for something like it's like yeah. 420 or 430 Literally. yeah <laughs> like just go all out for star wars like that so but yeah i mean especially with the ambitions as you said they've laid out i mean i, I don't I don't know how you can get away with doing all that shit in fucking two hours. I mean, come on. That, that's like a kid's movie at this point in time. Yeah, so. Fuck. Should I mean, be. is an hour and a half long. Christ, come <laughs> on. Um, but we'll, yeah, we'll keep you guys up to date once we get news, official Oh, you'll news know, you'll definitely know once we get to the final word how, how what it is and how we're feeling. There's no fucking doubt about it because I already have a little bit of heartburn just based on this what Don's given us. I, I just, I got a bad feeling about this as Han would say. So anyways, man, moving on to the last one here, the bread and butter, one of our favorite things to talk about. And those are star Wars artists in particular, those on Instagram using our hashtag star Wars time show, or just tagging us at star Wars time show. So on the last cast episode 59, we did the top five from, uh, it was that leading up to seven twenty six two. Yep. Now we're hitting eight two to eight nine. So I lined them up. Nick knocked them down, and as usual, he he picked some good ones. They're all good, right? They're all great. Oh fact, yeah, I because mean, because these... we wouldn't put them out there in the first place if they weren't. So I mean, these, these are, are the ones that just kind of stood out to Nick. Yeah. And again, he's he's not really in the community, so he's he's coming in, not really seeing this shit all week long. And then I'm, again, I use shit in the in the best <laughs> sense of the word shit when I talk about toy photography and Star Wars traditional art, Nick. So go ahead and. I can see the top of this one, and it's already got me excited. It's a beautiful shot. First off, at the top of this, I want to say, I didn't mention it last time, 
that the Star Wars Time Show Instagram has crossed 1,000 followers. Woohoo! woo-hoo. I want to thank, thank you, people. Thank you, Star Wars fans. Thank you, IG. Yes. Thank everybody out there who's been following us, who's been tagging us, who's been promoting our page on their pages, Sir Dork. You know, uh, everybody out there who's given us love. Everything Kylo, 1-6, Black Series. We've been in all of their stories. We appreciate the love that you guys are showing us, and the numbers continue to grow. We'll probably cross the 1,100 mark here within the next week or so. And as my partner in Star Wars time, I have to give credit fully here on Matt to, to Matt because you decided right up front, you were like, we have to go at the toy photography community because there's really nobody else out there that's that's featuring yeah. these guys and that's building these guys up. And your decision to do that has really made this Instagram and our community flourish here. So thanks to Matt. Thanks to everybody who's hey, following us. We needed a niche, man. Nick and I were floundering trying to, to, to find a foothold somewhere in the Star Wars podcast verse. Because, I mean, yeah, it's Star Wars time not even a year old yet. I don't even know if it's a half. Yeah, it's probably it's it's a, it's a half year at this point. I think we launched it in November 2018. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think we found a little bit of niche here, and I love it. And as Nick said, there is a little community forming. We we we've got our, our cheerleaders out there, like Sir Dork and uh, everything Kylo, and, and there's other ones. I mean, it's it's happening. Rain, we heaven, love it. Jason B. Michael, we see you guys out there. Exactly. We see all of you guys. That's why we do this. I, I mean, it, I love this segment. It's one of my favorite parts of the week, and. I know it takes me sometimes 30 minutes out of my day right when I get up, but it's one of my favorite times of day just scrolling through IG looking for Star Wars art to share, Star Wars toy photography. It's just there's it's a fantastic community, and, and for the most part, everyone is rad, and there's not really a bunch of shitheads in it. So there you go. Now <laughs> we've just feathered your balls once again, and now we're going to start sucking some dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump right in. So first up, we have... A non-toy photography piece here. We have a piece of, you know, we call it traditional art. Some people call it, you know, digital art. Whatever it may be, vector art here from at Super Scoundrel, Super oh, underscore yeah. Scoundrel. And this is, again. This guy's a pimp. Like, I said last time I'm going to drop a Sith Trooper into every one of my top fives now because it looks so cool. And we kicked this top five off with a fantastic rendering in digital art form of a Sith Trooper from Super Scoundrel. I mean, it, I, can, I don't even know It's got like that animated look to it. I mean, I know he, he's a, a vector illustrator, which I've, I've heard of before. I, I believe it involves you're really just doing a lot of sharp lines, and that's somehow you, you turn it into this. But... I mean, this is like a, a professionally looking animated cell of the Rise of Skywalker, the animated version. Dude, like if you this, you could drop this, take this frame, this trooper, and drop him right into Star Wars Resistance, and I think he would fit in perfectly. It, he like, would probably look better than all the other <laughs> animated characters, and I'm not shitting on those animators because I love the look of Resistance, but this is just badass. I mean, he's got some JJ lens flares in there. You got oh, yeah. some red smoke coming up to compliment him. I, I like his pose. I mean, I love their gun. These guys are badasses, and I hope they do end up being the badasses that they're, they're rumored to be. They're not just going to be, you know, uh, target practice for, for the good guys. Yeah. Uh, this is another one. I mean, tattooed on my face, put it on my back. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, paint it on the side of my house. I, I just love the way this looks. Uh, it, it's crispy. I'm breaking out the crispy. It's clean. It's shiny. It's just, it's perfect. I mean, Super Scoundrel, I found him a few weeks back, and it never disappoints. And, and I love what he does. He does stage posts where he'll show you the line work and then a little bit of coloring and then the final uh, final product, and the final product never disappoints. Really, none of them do. So if you're into Star Wars art, in particular illustration style, Super underscore Scoundrel, fantastic stuff. Yeah, another really great one that we have on here is the is the Purge Trooper from... Uh, Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order. So um, go fo- go give him a follow, super underscore scoundrel on Instagram. Fantastic work, sir. Next up. So last week, 726 to 8-2, I was talking to Matt, and that was a very hard top five to put together. I'll say that. And uh, this artist here at ChessPix66. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Man. Dude, like he had a fantastic shot last week of, the, of Slave One coming down right next to... Jabba's sail barge, his pleasure barge. And I was like, man, it's called it's the, the, the ka- Katana. Oh, the, that's the skiff's name? 
Yeah. Okay. Like, I think that's a Katana, I guess. Katana. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And now what we have is we don't have that one, but we have another one. We have the Katana, the Jabba's Pleasure Sail Barge. Oh, yeah. And it's flanked by two of the smaller skiffs. And what you can see on the one on the left it's all, it's beautiful shot. It's, it's framed. It's a golden hour shot, Matt. Am, yeah. am I right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's Chess Pick 66. I believe his name is Chris. I mean, he is the master of the beach golden hour. I mean, this guy must live somewhere where there's no one ever on the beach. I tried some beach shots this week. Too many motherfuckers. I, I couldn't get anything <laughs> clean like this. Uh, you know, he's got, he lives somewhere where he's got two sons. That's fucking crazy. But, dude, this shit is just unreal. I mean, he it, it really does look like a, a scene from Return of the Jedi if, if Jabba didn't get blown up and they're coming back from a day of pleasure. I mean, it's just he's got the two little skiffs flanking the katana. It's just a, a majestic-looking shot. And, yes, I know the one sun's not real, but the one is. Like, the one dipping on the horizon, that's got to be the real one. Yeah. Then I'm sure he drops in a, a bonus just to give you that Tatooine effect. But... I mean, just just pull up Chess Pick sixty six gallery. I mean, it's nothing but one shot like this after the other, and they're all you know, wah, beautiful. Like I, I want to kiss them, and it's just, and this one is no different. Yeah, the, the guy really knocks it out of the park, and it's hard. Like when you see when you have a guy like this, and you know you have a guy, everything Kylo, Sir Dork, all of the all of the heavy hitters. It's hard to not throw them in a top five all the time. Chess Picks has definitely been in the top five before. But like when you put out something like this that's so perfect in terms of execution, staging, lighting, everything that you could think of in the in the photography the realm. Sun, the sunset shots he he gets are disgusting. I mean, I almost want to go to this beach. Yeah, it's like Chez, reach out to us. Where where do you? What beach what is fuck, this? Yeah, where what are planet you? <laughs> do you live on, dude? Like, yeah. What planet is this? I mean, just scroll through. There's a fantastic shot <laughs> of of fucking Luke right next to his speeder. And, yeah. you know, on Tatooine, like from from A New Hope, I mean, all of his uh, his, his shots are fantastic and perfect use of. of yep. And he mixes light. in. He does both the three point seven five, which are the skiff shots and the um, traditional black series. So he, he uses both scales masterfully. Yeah. Uh, always like seeing what Chris puts out on his recent trek to whatever magic beach he goes to here. <laughs> I mean, look at I went to three stormtroopers. It's like purple, pink, and that orange strength through it. Just oh, yeah. fantastic stuff, man. Beautiful fantastic stuff. stuff. If you like sunset shots and you don't mind a little Star Wars in them, Chess Pick 66. If you like Star Wars with sunsets, Chess Picks 66. All right. Next up on our top five, definitely. There's our boy, Figure Fucking Hurts. Figure Fucking Hurts. At Figure Hurts, F I G U R E H E R T Z on Instagram and what we have here is a fantastic shot of you know maybe an alternate version of TLJ where we have uh old man Luke dressed in his rebel pilot gear again and he has R2D2 with him inside of the you know the stone huts that are on Acto and it looks like these two are really having a, a nice yeah. reunion um Luke getting ready to get back into the fold in this alternate reality. Um, and it's just like, again, like what's done here was so excellently executed by figure hurts, weathering on both characters to show, you know, the, the, the journey. Yeah, I mean, it looks like through. they, they just went down and, and retrieved Luke's X wing from the bottom of the, of the sea. Yeah. I mean, I do like this. This is a, it, it's definitely a custom Luke. And it's one I think I'm going to do. Cause I, I do have two of the rebel pilot Luke bodies and I have a few old man Luke heads. Uh, but I like, I mean, he, he essentially dropped an old man Luke wavy hair head on top of the pilot Luke orange jumpsuit body. And it, it works out perfectly. Yeah, it, it, figure fucking hurts has done. I'm sorry. Figure hurts <laughs> has done a few other shots with this Luke. I even think he has one of him like vomiting on a toilet, believe it or not. <laughs> Uh, oh, you never know. Figure hurts. He he does funny shots sometimes, action shots. He he's a, a great follow as well. Oh yeah, uh, just because of his his yeah here. There's one yeah he's got he's got Kylo's head 
in a dirty, shitty toilet. <laughs> oh yeah, I see. <laughs> like, look at that little toilet. Like how fucking foul it is. I mean, that you know how tiny that thing's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> look at him. Oh, like, like give him a swirly. That just looks so gross. What is? You're he being got a on proper Bell and Benny boy. I mean, I don't, I don't know that UK slang, but I like it. Oh man. But yeah, his. <laughs> I mean, figure fucking hurts. This guy is a, again one of the masters. He's he's got a good mix of material on his Instagram <laughs> what as well. What with Luke coming out of the toilet? Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> and then the, right. and then right under that when you got Mace Windu shoving yeah, Dooku's giving head Dooku into the a toilet. Shot. Yeah. It no, must I have mean, been like he must have just gotten this toilet figure, and he's like, "I'm going all out. I'm fucking doing it." Yeah, <laughs> everyone's getting the fucking shit flush. I love it. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, but this guy, he is. He has a really fun Instagram page to follow. He had, uh, I think one of the last ones we featured uh, was a Last Supper shot that he put up that was absolutely fucking fantastic around Easter time. Um, yeah, at Figure Hertz, H-E-R-T-Z, on Instagram. Dude is top-notch follow, and he's a big fan. We appreciate the love and the fandom that you show to us, Figure Hertz. Appreciate it, my friend. All right, next up top five is another returning top five member here he was a recent entry this is oh yeah i love this one ajg232 on instagram and it is a scene recreation so it's a scene recreation shot from episode one very early on we see obi-wan kenobi young obi-wan T, uh, tpm obi-wan holding his ignited lightsaber and then in the background we have qui-gon jinn cutting open the blast doors to the trade federation ship this is probably the first five minutes of TPM. Well, yeah. I mean, even his caption's perfect, and I see it. it Master, destroyers. Yeah. And it's then, that moment. It's, it's Qui-Gon, you know, like Nick said, he's kind of cutting himself through. It looks like he's cutting the Noval Reval fucking shit dick diorama set that I've <laughs> talked about before. Uh, no, it's fantastic. I mean, I, I love that he threw some robes on these guys because, again, these are Black Series figures, so they did not come with robes. These actually look like custom robes because even... The, I'm sorry, these are Black Series figures, and they sometimes come with robes. These two figures in particular do not. But I'm telling you right now, I don't even think these are straight-up Black Series robes. I think these may be customs because they look like they flow pretty well. Because oh, yeah. the robes, Black Series send you, Nick. I mean, they're essentially brown toilet paper with some <laughs> random stitching on it. I mean, sometimes the hoods won't even go up, or if they do, it looks like their heads are pinched together. Yeah. Hey, Pete, can you stop the snoring? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else hearing that shit? I was not, but yeah. Do you hear this? I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> my my cat literally is right next to me, like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, AJG. Didn't mean to cut off your praise here, but. Sleepy boy. But this one, I mean, those, now that you call out the the cloaks and the soft goods in, in particular, like those are really well made. Yeah. If these are like, you know, things that AJG made himself and then put on these characters, that's an excellent job because you're right. I mean, this does look like top quality soft goods work. You've got like the, the slightly different shades of brown to <clears throat> differentiate them. It's just, it's, it's awesome. I mean, AJG's gotten really good at, at scene remakes, which is, there. there's a few segments in toy photography. There, there's scene remakes, there's portraits, there's action shots, there's funny shots, I would say. And uh, AJG has really, really gotten good at the scene remakes for sure. Absolutely. So beautiful job there. Um, definitely worth a follow at AJG232 on Instagram. Uh, last one is from your boy, Jason B. Michael. From what you've told yeah, me. Yeah, how, how about your... this guy? This guy has really uh, spread his wings since first contacting the lowly Haywood Pop a few months ago for advice on lights and shit to buy. I mean, he's he is surpassed me by a thousand it's just like with especially this, with a shot like this yeah with this shot here is just it's just beautiful creativity like you put in the star wars time this is actually a theme nick that other people have done i don't I, I, the first time i've ever seen this concept was from plastic action and and i believe it was Doctor Strange punching Anakin out of Vader. Yeah, so this it's definitely the Doctor Strange because, like, in the movie, you see, you know, his mentor, his his sensei, do that to him. Like, he punches his soul out of his body, and like, right. you know, 
it basically gives Strange a reflective period. And what we're seeing here is a recreation of that with Yoda, you know, hitting Vader, Vader in his full armor. And then the the ghost figure that you see extrapolate starts off as Vader, but then comes out as Anakin. And I mean, like you said, the creative... Um, the, the creativity put into this shot, like composing it and thinking of something oh, dude, like this. Pull it, I mean, he, he added BTS. I mean, th- this was like a multiple stage shot composited together. Then, of course, some uh, post-processing tricks to get the, the faded out spirit look. I mean, it's dope. I mean, it's, it's great work. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm looking through Plastic Action. He, did, he just did a recent one where it's strange punch and splinter. And I believe Yoda ends up popping out of somewhere. <laughs> it's Yoda. Yeah, it's Splinter is essentially Yoda and a rat. He's got one. He's punching the turtles. I was trying to find his first one because I, I thought it was strange punching Vader. Either way, <laughs> Swit Pick's done a riff on it. I mean, it's definitely something people have riffed on. And uh, Jason, he, he pulled it off admirably. I mean, did a great job. Effects look great. Edit looks great. And and as you said, it's just it's a creative-looking shot. Yeah. So, I mean – Something like this really just caught my attention because it is like, I don't want to call it a mashup, but it is definitely a fusion of the Doctor Strange, the Marvel, and the Star Wars. Um, So seeing something like this was really, really cool. And it does kind of, you know, make you think about Vader's journey. I mean, like if, if something like this were to happen and like he was able to pop his spirit out, like would he have you know, made different decisions? Would he have acted a little bit differently? I also think that Jason, with this shot here, may, may now own the title of most liked image on Star Wars Time Instagram history. Oh, he got it? He's at two. He's 230 on this one, and I know that there was a 200. There was one that crossed 200 in the top five recently. Um, so... I know that we're getting close. Okay, yeah. There's there's plastic actions. That is, yeah, dude. That's that's really fucking cool. That's really yeah. fucking cool. So I mean, he really. I again, I, who knows if he was the first one, but he has spawned a. I don't even want to call it a gimmick because it's awesome. Like this is no bullshit. I mean, this for me would take a lot of brain power to pull off. Yeah. I mean, because you're essentially you got to stage the Vader take that shot then you got to stage Anakin a few paces back take that shot then you got to stage Anakin again take that shot then you got to melt them all together and then wipe out the the Vaders and Anakins to make them kind of look otherworldly so yeah ethereal yeah I mean yeah this is shit that I don't even want to get into and that's probably why <laughs> I'm never going to have 10,000 plus followers and radical shit like I'm telling you right now Jason will surpass my count within a year or so. There's the, no doubt about it. The apprentice is, you know, becoming oh, it's, the it's master. It's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do it, man. Run with it. I just, I'm like a creative retard sometimes. I just sometimes don't have it. I don't know if I've ever had it. I mean, I, I think I can frame shots and get some practical effects going on, but just thinking of doing cool shit like this, like even the pose on Yoda, I, I'm too fucking stupid for that shit. I'm basic <laughs> as fuck, man. B-A-F. That's my approach to toy photography. <laughs> Don't give yourself a hard time. We know that it's all right. I mean, I, I just I, I love this skills. stuff. I mean, I love when people push themselves, and that's something Jason continues to do week in and week out, and and it's paid off. I mean, he's he's over a thousand, I think, on his way to eleven hundred, twelve hundred, and like I said, he'll be well beyond my thirty five hundred before I reach four thousand. I, I believe so. And look, man, that shot that you just put out the other day of or today of the the. Uh, TMNT. That's some solid stuff there. I think that's really. I always. Stuff. I feel like I'm cheating on people though when I throw up non-Star Wars stuff. <laughs> I had to though. I'm I'm influencing for ready sets, and I, I got like this. I mean, it looks like a city. There, there's I mean, a sewer scene, this, that, and the other. It just it didn't really make a lot of sense for Star Wars characters. So. No, yeah. I mean, dude, it looks fucking badass. It's a perfect setting for the turtles for sure. Yeah. Got a few more coming. Don't worry. You know me. I mean, once I got it and they're like, oh, you got to share two shots a week at least. I was like, all right, I'll build up at least two months. So <laughs> just got to edit the motherfuckers. Maybe I'll do that tonight. You never know. But if it's anything like last night, I literally sat here as soon as we were done, mixed the shit, got the video ready to go just because I knew I'm, I was watching my daughter. So I was on this damn computer till about 11. <laughs> It's the life of the grinder, man. It's the life of content creators, and that's exactly what Nick and I do, and that's why we need you 
at the end of all these shows to head over to StarWarsTime.net. Give us some click love. Check out the subscribe to podcast link in the top right or the hamburger menu if you're on mobile. And get yourself subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. We got them all. And like I said, if we don't have the one you need, we've got the RSS feed. You can plug into whatever happy horse shit you need to do to listen to the podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to check out our YouTube and sub there as well because we do put the cast. And occasionally, when time permits, some speculation videos and just random Star Wars content up there. All right, my friends, remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Only if you listen to Star Wars Time. (laughs) 